You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Dad, who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. Winning. With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for woo, 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 Kenny, woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. You know what I did? I put some fucking honey and sugar around the rim and I drank it. Like a basic bitch. Are you excited, girl? I'm so excited, girl. Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans, that's fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter at Sean JPP. What? Yeah, I changed my fucking Twitter handle. And I'm pissed off about it. Because guess what? Eleven isn't the GOAT. Eleven won't be the GOAT. And why won't he be the GOAT? Because his fucking team sucks. The Philadelphia Eagles are fucking garbage. And I blame Howie Roseman. He can lick my ball bag. I said it. Come on the show and fight me. I don't care. Welcome into episode 127 of the Joint Practices Podcast. I am fired up. I'm angry. And I'm sure I'll get into it a lot more, but first, let me bring in Superman himself. The OG Olive Gun Pimp, Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox. Sounds like you had a pretty good week. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> and then I watched football and ruined everything. <laughs> and also joining us from his Kushnuck sweater. Hope I said that right. Mr. Elijah Arnold on the Twitter bird at wrong Elijah. Hi. Hi. My Hi, team girl. lost as well. I uh, have not changed my Twitter handle because of it, though. I'm still wrong most of the time. I tried to get the Twitter handle at fuck Howie Roseman, but it is taken. <laughs> That's when you pull the classic at fuck Howie Roseman was taken. <laughs> Got him. All right, baby, 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 baby. We are recording this live on the Skype call on Monday night. It is 10.07 p.m. The Rams and the Bucks are battling it out on the gridiron. Steve, what's the score? 17-17. all So, we got some stuff we need to get off our chest. All of our teams lost. One of our teams is hot garbage. And then there's the Eagles and the Vikings. <laughs> got him. All right, let's get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the end of an era. The JoJo Burger era is over for the year. Joe Burrow suffered the Carson Wentz injury, which scares the hell out of me. ACL, MCL. PCL damage. Meniscus damage. The XCL, the XFL, all of it torn up. His knee is... His knee looks like Jason Peters playing left tackle. It is cooked. Yeah, they did all the letters, and then they just added an additional structural damage just to really make <laughs> sure they got it. Yeah. That poor fucking guy. I hope he is able to return to form, but damn, that scares me. This is an injury that will usually sideline a guy for 9 to 12 months. So probably shouldn't play him again next year because this team isn't ready to win right now. So try and... I don't know, figure it out up until then, but I don't think there's any reason to rush him back in 2021. Nope. 
Nope. Not at all. Sucks for him, though. He was having a pretty... I mean, the team, you look at wins and losses, isn't great, but he's had some pretty good games, and he's been putting up numbers, so it sucks to see. Never want to see anybody get hurt, but that sucks. And because we're in the middle of a pandemic and everybody still pretends we're not, it is actually really starting to crush the NFL. A lot of teams have people out, people getting sick every week. So the NFL increased the protocols. So it's every team is in the, what do they call it? The um, intense protocol. Double secret probation. Yeah, it's not good. They tightened up the rules again. Um, you know, teams are now required. Like a, if a player isn't playing in the game, if he's just there, but he's not active, must have a mask on at all times. Like the coaches who sometimes do, sometimes don't. Uh, you know, teams are now required to provide 250 disposable surgical masks on each sideline for every game. So if you didn't bring your doubled up gator or, you know, what have you, there should be a surgical mask available for you. Uh, also reduced the number of traveling players for uh, opposing teams to 62 so that's kind of a big deal. So you got to know who's playing before you even leave. Yeah, they have a special uh, website that they doctored out of the document that I'm looking at. But no later than 4 p.m. New York time on the day prior to your game, you have to have listed out who's going to be traveling with your team. Jesus. Yeah, then yeah. they've broken down all like the coaches and medical staff and everything into sub packages and they have certain amount of guys that maximum that can travel with the team so trying to crack down on it but we should have done this month ago guys get with it yeah i mean we had a pretty like the pandemic's been growing and 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 summer was was tough but the fact i mean i think we've all been screaming it on this podcast for a while Traditionally, viruses transmit better in cold weather. And what, I mean, it's not the first winter we've had, I don't think. Like, it usually happens most years. And it was coming. They got football off. I think they've done an admirable job up to now, continuing the season, uh, uh, changing games all around, keeping a hold on it. But it's getting, like, it. well, we set a new record pretty much every day with the number of cases. Uh, hospitals are being overrun. Uh, some places are certainly luckier than others. We're in Maine, and while it's increasing, it's not terrible yet. But these major cities, it's there, it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad, and soon. So maybe they can hold on to it, but it's getting pretty ugly. And I'm not sure that uh, uh, small game day changes really impacts the overall outlook of the country. Um, I will say I was I was a little doom and gloom comparatively to what's happened before the season started. I, I mean, you guys remember me saying that they wouldn't get through whatever week. I don't know. And I was wrong with that. They've, they've, they've gotten up to now. But, like, we're approaching a cliff, and uh, they still kind of have their foot on the gas. So I guess we'll see if we Thelma and Louise right over it, hold hands, and crash to our <laughs> desks. Like, that movie you didn't know what end it's gonna well. Suck I don't is... know why people still like, oh, it's such a good story. Like, they died. 
we're going to get a playoff game with like Duck Hodges versus insert whoever the backup is for the Chiefs. Uh, Chad Henney in a freaking AFC championship game. What was Keanu Reeves' character in The Replacements? Shane Falco. Shane Falco. That's true. That's who's going to do it. I mean, we almost had one this week because Elijah's game, the Texans had a little scare this week and thought maybe they had a COVID outbreak. Turns out the locker room just had a case of the flu. So that's another thing that comes up. It's like, not only do you have to worry about COVID, but you could also just have the, you know, plain old influenza and that can shut your team down just as quick. Yeah, well, you've. The way the protocols are set up now, if you have flu-like symptoms, you have to immediately be out, even if it is just the flu. Right. Well, it makes sense. It's crazy. Cray-cray times, cray-cray times. But what else is crazy is the fact that there is a team in the NFL whose general manager drafted a quarterback in the second round when they already have a franchise quarterback because they're a quarterback factory. <laughs> and then he goes ahead and makes his head coach hire 19 offensive assistants. And this said team goes out on the football field and can't figure out how to play fucking offense. I think we're talking about the Eagles now. We are because I got to get this out so I can cool off, and during that cool-down period, Steve can explain to us how the Vikings lose to the Cowcunts. Anyways, Howie Roseman should be fired immediately. Now listen to my TED Talk. This guy used a first-round pick on a left tackle who has issues playing the game mentally, apparently. Out for the season, gone, goodbye, whatever. Then they have this emerging young kid from Australia who they taught how to play football. Now, left tackle, he's playing reasonably well. So, what do they do? They put him back on the bench for uh, almost 40-year-old, washed-up left tackle in Jason Peters. Hey, put Jason Peters' number in the Raptors. Nobody should wear that number with the Eagles again. But he sucks now. He is not good. He was a swinging door trying to stop a fart this weekend. And boy, did the Browns have gas. Like what I did there? <laughs> Got him. Poop again. Poop jokes. No, for real, though. This Eagles offense has no identity. Like, what happened to the quick passes, the uh, quick screen just to get the ball in the guy's hands and watch what he can do in space? It seems like every play that this coaching staff is dialing up is still trying to push the ball downfield way too much on every single play. Let's run the ball all the way up the field and then try to throw an 80-yard touchdown from our opponent's 10. The math doesn't add up. I don't know if it's practice habits. I don't know if they're not coaching them hard enough. Well, no. I know they're not coaching them hard enough. This is a team that's just not executing. They're lazy. And what's the word I'm looking for? Undisciplined. That's a good word. They are undisciplined. Baker Mayfield got them to jump off sides like five times. Some things that really bothered me in this game that I just need to say real quick is... The bench Carson for Jalen Hurts crowd. If you think Jalen Hurts is a better option than Carson Wentz at this point, I don't know how to tell you you're wrong, but you're wrong. Did you watch him play in college? He is a hot mess. There's a reason when he comes in the game, it's only a read option every single time. 
He is a one-read thrower. If his first read's not there, he panics, doesn't know what to do. That's my opinion, and we welcome yours on a different podcast. Just kidding. I am so sick of the, we need to get rid of Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is washed up. Carson Wentz has all the tools in the world. He has all the ability in the world. He needs structure. He needs a coach to, how many times have I said it? Just fucking scream in his face. Wake the fuck up. On that pick six he threw, he had Rager wide open. He looked right at him and then decided, hey, let's see how much loft I can get on this over to Miles Sanders. Oops. Coaching. Miles Play Sanders calling. was super duper surprised with that guy running by him, too. <laughs> oh, man. It was just a shit show. That's a game they still should have, could have won. It was the first drive of the game. They ran all the way down the field. Miles Sanders looked really freaking good. He looked good in this whole game, but he fumbles on the goal line inside the five, wherever it was. Really bad look. Really hurt the momentum that they started off with. But towards the end of that game, the interception at the end, the throw to Alshon. First of all, Alshon, you jumped about three plays too early. Second of all, that was pass interference. <laughs> I don't know how that was missed. Maybe they were making up for the bad call on the Goddard play. I don't know. But then when Cleveland drove all the way down the field and Baker fumbled Eagles clearly clearly recovered and they called the forward progress was stopped bullshit. That was such a bang bang play. There's no way they can call that forward progress being stopped. That was bull shiitake mushrooms, freshly grown in all organic cow shit. I was very unimpressed with the refereeing all around the league uh, so far this week. But uh, hey, shout out to uh, the one thing they did right. Tonight, Monday Night Football, the first all-African-American referee crew in NFL history. There we go. Making progress. I'm for it. Hey, Steve. What happened? I don't know. You fucking tell me how you lose to the Cowboys. Tell you the what. fucking Cowboys, dude. This is... Um... Now, I had a supervisor at work tell me, oh, who are the Vikings playing today? And I said, the Cowboys. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I picked the Vikings. He's like, easy pick. And I was like, I don't know about that. He's like, really? You don't? And I was like, yeah. I was like, this, the defense is just not, it ha doesn't have my full support, nor do I trust it. And that was the difference in this game for the most part. Um, here's one more number for you. The Vikings lost the turnover battle 2-1 to one in this game. So far this season, when the Vikings win the turnover battle, they're 4-0. And when they lose it, they're 0-6. So that's the slim margin that this team is on right now. Um, <laughs> they're right there on the cusp. But the defense really uh, let you down in this game time and time again. Uh, Andy Dalton shouldn't be able to just march a team down the field on you like that. Albeit they have a ton of weapons, but Mike Zimmer's got to know or have a way to stop uh, stop this offense that has struggled mightily since Dak went out. So, um, unimpressed with the defense. That's pretty much it. Um, Kirk Cousins did his job. The only thing they didn't do, and they still can't figure out how to do, 
is finish off a game when you have the ball and you get a chance to run out the clock. So there's the other half of why you couldn't win this game. So I they I mean, you know, they struggled on offense early on in the season. Gary Kubiak came out, well, we gotta figure it out. Yeah. They've started to figure it out, but now these two four minute drill plays or drives that you have late in the game, like you have to have something set up. You can just, you know, run and gun the ball all day on them up and down the field. And then suddenly when they know they're in a position where, okay, well, they're not going to do this or they're only going to do this, the defense is able to shut them down. Like, you've got to have some sort of a, you know, mysterious way about your offense late in the game. And they don't have it. And they haven't figured it figured out how to close out a game yet. And uh, this costs you, you know, very, very important ground if you wanted to climb back into the uh, wild card consideration in the NFC. And it's a shame. It's a damn shame. Also, I don't know if the Vikings have even won a game at home this year. So if you're wondering how important fans are in stadiums, <laughs> that's uh, pretty crazy because yeah, I'm pretty sure we... visiting teams actually have a winning record in this year uh, for the first time ever in the NFL. So the Vikings have won one game at home. One and four. Oh, yeah. But, I mean... To me, it, yeah, it's been a giant change. They pipe in a little bit of crowd noise for the for the broadcast, but uh, yeah, they don't hear it on the field though. They don't hear it on the field. There's none of that uh, emotional swings of 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 a crowd roar uh, or anything right. like that. Like it's, after a turnover, yeah, it's just a stale game. Uh, as a viewer, I feel it. I felt it for uh, every sport I've watched, not just football, basketball, soccer, uh, golf, even. There, there's there's something missing in American or not just there's something missing in in all sports uh, for the presentation for the feeling for uh, momentum swings for everything that made it really good there's there's something seriously lacking um, I don't know the home away record for the season but I definitely see where uh, the home uh, field advantage is lessened this year substantially. Yeah, so um, I think it was, yeah, Adam Thielen had himself a pretty damn good day in this game. Eight receptions, 123 yards, two touchdowns, and today they placed him on the reserve COVID-19 <laughs> list. Caught everything, including COVID. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, uh, we don't know for sure if he tested positive or if he's one of these close contact guys, but that's... Uh, <laughs> You kind of need the guy because he's one of the four guys that the ball goes to, uh, you know, game in and game out. So hopefully Man, he's okay. Going into this week without Adam Thielen would be even rougher when you think you got this streaky Panthers team coming in with PJ, not your average walker. They look like a little fun team from time to time. I don't know if you could mess around and lose to the Panthers. Yeah, you wouldn't want to. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't happen, but um team did pretty I mean, well to shut down crazy, a very so. a very beat up uh Detroit Lions team this past week, but um we'll see. Teddy Bridgewater was a yeah, he's going to play, no we're going to have him inactive this week like right at game time, so see what happens there. But 
uh, it's definitely it's not going to be an easy game. They're a scrappy team, and uh, once again, I, I mean, I don't know what you're really playing for at this point. You kind of have to go six and zero down the stretch, which is not going to happen with this team uh, in order to make some noise in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously you want to win the game, but what are you really playing for at this point? Not much. Pride. Speaking and of playing for pride, <laughs> we'll skip all the fun stuff and just man, this sucks. I really was hoping that this season, like all three of our teams, would be competitive. <laughs> We'd be excited so for the stretch bad. run. And twenty twenty has just been a royal fucking hoe bag from the start. It so feels whatever. like this, this should have been the the roster uh, for the podcast. You know, that when Super Bowl fifty two happened, we would have been having a whole lot of fun that year. No kidding. Jesus Christ. You know what's the worst part is, like, the Eagles suck right now. They can't do anything right. They can't stop shooting themselves in the in the foot. But, like, they have so much talent. They should be able to fucking win football games. But they're the one out of three teams that we talk about that actually has a chance to make the playoffs right now. Yeah, very motherfucking slim chance. <laughs> Elijah. Hi. Had all this hype i had all this confidence that the fucking patriots could take down romeo cornell and the lowly tight texans whatever the fuck that team they lost to yeah what why why do you do this to me because um they're not good anymore so (laughs) (laughs) pretty close right can you say that in a full sentence it was actually like sounded a lot like trent dilfer i'm gonna line it up i've been practicing (laughs) i have been practicing because they're not. Um, talent-wise, they are extremely depleted. Uh, they don't have that many players that are exceptionally good at football. Do they have a lot of people that go out and try their best and fucking, you know, rudy it up? Sure. They're trying their hardest. But Rudy. Jaco- yeah, exactly. Uh, say Notre Dame one, not the other one, Sean. <laughs> uh Year after year, recently, of poor draft classes producing virtually no one. Right now, the best pick, it looks like, is uh, uh, the six-round, at the time, guard. Michael, I'm going to say his name wrong, so I'm not going to say you. Yes, Onwenyu uh, has been fantastic this year. Other than that, they've picked really bad people. Uh, Kyle Duggar's coming around, that's fine, but they needed to have producers from the last four or five drafts. And they've got Chase Winovich. Maybe he'll be fine. But Nikhil Harry, Sony Michelle, uh, all of these terrible. Uh, Isaiah Wynn looks like he can block, but he's always hurt. All of these high picks that are nothing at all. And they let Tom Brady go. Cam Newton comes in and he does an okay job. And that's what he'll do probably for the rest of the year. An okay job. And an okay job can win some games, but you won't win all of them. They've regressed to mediocrity. They beat the Ravens last week uh, in essentially a hurricane, maybe without the win, but you know it wasn't a it wasn't a normal football game. And all of a sudden, everyone started jumping on. Oh, they beat the Ravens. All they've got to do is go. Oh, they just got to go like you know nine and seven, ten and six, seven playoff spots. And you're looking at it, it's like they. You think they're gonna win? They're gonna go six and one when they've already gone. Four and five? What? What? Why is the Point second six. half of the season going to be so much better? 
and I, I guess it's just the blind faith in the fact that, you know, they always have. They haven't had a losing season in a very long time. Well, guess what, folks? Here it fucking comes. Like, you can do the whole, like, hey, all right, so all we need to happen is to have the Bills lose every game except for when they play the Jets because they'll win that game. But then the Jets will... It's not that all of these silly scenarios aren't going to happen. There's there's like <laughs> nine teams in front of them. Even if they win out, which is absolutely insane to, to, to even comprehend. And there's still some people fucking talking about it. Well, you know, they can still technically get to 10 and 6. Yeah, <laughs> sure they can. Of course. Yeah, if they all take the vaccine and then cough on everybody else. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I retweeted a... Donald Trump quote that said, I won the election. And I was like, well, while we're spouting off fallacies, I'm the sexiest man alive. <laughs> like, this is the same scenario. Patriots are not going to win out. And, you know, you got to, it's finally time for you to take your medicine and be like, you know what? We had the best run in NFL history. We did. And it's going to be bad decades, for a little while. Two separate while. decades. It's going to be bad. Because Larry Bird's not walking through that door. <laughs> Kevin McHale. He's not walking through Bird that is, door. Though. Robert Parrish. Nope. <laughs> it's going to be bad. And he did. Probably. Robert Parrish? Yeah. Did Robert Parrish perish? I, I don't know. It's an even better be reason why he's question. not walking through that door. So, they're not going to pick high enough to get, you know, one of the top quarterbacks. Probably. Uh, at this rate, I don't know. Maybe they pick 12, 13. That's not going to to land one of the top, top guys. Now, you've seen some quarterbacks picked in that range that have turned out to be fantastic. But I don't think Patrick Mahomes is walking through that door either. So, and also, knowing Bill Belichick, he'll have the 10th pick. And there'll be some very obvious quarterback to take. Super obvious. It'll be screaming in his face. And he'll He'll trade out of it. Kyle Duggars, cousin from Lenore Ryan. (laughs) Thanks for stealing my joke. That's exactly where I was going. Now I've got to think of a new one. He's going to take, I don't know, Raze Dowling's cousin from Illinois. That's also bad. Is he a safety? Is he a quarterback? Who cares? You should have taken a quarterback with the 10th pick. All right. I'm still mad. So I guess I haven't even talked about the game. The game was, it was fine. I mean, there was no one outstanding thing. The Patriots did good or bad. If you had to grade all the position groupings, they'd probably either be a B or a C. Like, all of them. Can't really point to it. Like, this is crazy. Look at how bad that was. It was fine. And they got beat by the team that converted more plays. That was the end of the... That, that's what we're going to see for a while. That's pretty much been the story for the entire season for them, really. Like, if you look at a lot of the games that they lost, you're in that same scenario. Cam Newton, a minute and a half with the ball in enemy territory. They just can't find a way to, to get it done. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's one of those. I know it's a difficult, you know, time for Patriots fans, but sometimes you get in these scenarios where your team is that you know middle of the road average team, and you know the good teams win these close games, and the teams that aren't you know great or destined to contend for a Super Bowl, you know, tend to go five hundred or sub five hundred in these scenarios. Super, I thought Cam Newton super fun. looked pretty damn good in this game, to be honest. He didn't look bad. They just didn't win. And that's sometimes what happens in life. I mean, 
Look at Donald Trump. He was a pretty good president, and he didn't win. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's one of the worst uh, people in American history. Look now we're going to get one of those little exclamation marks underneath our podcast posting. You know, Be up there. With, this claim has been disputed by... George Wallace. Strom <laughs> uh, Thurmond. Uh, I don't know. Yep. So, fuck it. We all suck. And we're going to suck again this week. Um, Monday Night Football. Suck the Eagles again. are going to get walloped by the Seahawks. The New England Patriots are going to get walloped by the Cardinals. And, I don't know, the Panthers are going to surprise the Vikings. And we're going to be sitting here next week going, hey, we all lost again. What the fuck? Hey, before we move on real quick, this is connected, you and me, Steve. You and me, Steve. Because if you remember back on draft night on the Instagram Live, Eagles selected wide receiver Jalen Rager. The next pick, the Vikings selected wide receiver Justin Jefferson. And we all know Justin Jefferson is tearing it up in that offense. And people are now saying, real quick. we, uh, <laughs> now you knock your mic over, calm down. <laughs> Listen, Jalen Rager would be putting up similar numbers in Minnesota. Okay. If Justin Jefferson was on the Eagles, he had to have 10 catches for 116 yards on the season. Okay. It's the offense. The offense is bad this year. It has nothing to do with Rager or Jefferson as people, as players, as picks doesn't matter who the Eagles drafted. They would have come through that door and had 10 catches for fucking 117 yards, whatever I said. But they did draft the quarterback in the second round, so that's good. So he cannot play and run the football. Fuck it. Let's get to the playoff picture. Powerhouse, yeah, they building up the dream scene. Sleeper teams keep trucking. Watch out for the six seed. Playoff picture clearing up, unlike Steven's eyes. All right, time to get to the playoff picture. You guys ready for this? Ready for this? A little bit of shakeup, a little bit of shakeup in the AFC. The number one seed is still your Pittsburgh Steelers at 10 and oh, Elijah. I'm pretty sure you said something to the effect of they wouldn't even make 500 this year. Pretty sure you said the Eagles were going 13 and 3. 13 and 3, <laughs> baby. Still a chance. All they have to do is win the rest of their games, plus unlose some. <laughs> it could happen. There's a way. So if the Jets be... <laughs> Maybe Howie They're, Roseman's going to work back, on a time machine. There are dead people in the stands previously in the season. Go back and replay those games. Cutouts. They were dead fans, and they voted. We're going to take it the to Chiefs. the Supreme Court. <laughs> Yard by Marriott. <laughs> Chiefs are the two seed at nine and one, and in the first round of the playoffs, they would take on the now seven seed, almost said it, Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> who are now six and four. That you would be a good. To say that too, and I was like, "There's not a team in Oklahoma. What's he doing?" <laughs> Oklahoma, where the one go? The four three seed is still Buffalo Bills at seven and three. The Browns of Cleveland, bitches, six seed. Seven and three. That'd be a good matchup. Four seed versus five seed would be the Colts. Seven and three at the t- oh, hosting the Titans at the five seed. In the hunt, you have the Ravens six and four, Dolphins six and four, Broncos four and six, Patriots four and six. Everybody else is realistically out of the running. Anything on that AFC side just tickle you, AP? I would be upset if my team was six and three and. On the outside looking in right now. 
<laughs> right. You, especially with all the hype and everything that was going around with the, the Ravens coming into the season. Oh, it's a two-team race. It's the Chiefs. It's the Ravens. Let's see who wins it. And now you're 6-3, and three and you don't even have a seat at the table right now. That's uh, it's strange. You're at the kids' table. Here's the good news. The Cleveland Browns are sitting in a wild card spot right now, and, and we know how they finish fake. out the season. They've done this for the last couple of years. We talk about them late in the year, and then they somehow screw it up. I um, don't have the Cleveland schedule up in front of me, but I would like to know who they play because okay. they should have lost that game to the Eagles. I feel like under Not against wrong. better competition... If they make the playoffs, I like Baker Mayfield, but I see that as a one-and-done team. I think this slot of AFC teams in the first round would be some really good, exciting games to watch. Jason Pierre-Paul just did the bushwhacker thing down the field. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, talking if, about the, the Browns, though, real quick. They have Jacksonville this week. Then win. they're at the Titans, hosting Loss. Baltimore, hosting the Loss. Giants, hosting the Jets. Win. Win. Or no, at the Giants, at the Jets. And then week 17 against the Steelers. Loss. So three and three in their next six games. Which is classic Cleveland, am I right? Ten and six. That's a, that's a good year for Cleveland. It is. It's a very good year for Cleveland, but... Especially Stefanski's first year. It... He's he does some really weird things. With that little like hook and ladder play that they ran on the sideline, and I was like, "What is he doing?" That's just a recipe yeah. for disaster and <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, it worked out okay. It didn't they didn't have a huge gainer on it? But it's like, why why try that? <laughs> You're up by a ton. Don't fumble the ball away. All well, right, AFC um, over. NFC, how we doing? The one seed has changed. It is now the Taysom Hill-led Nolans Saints at 8-2, which would push the Packers to the two seed at 7-3. Listen to this first-round matchup. Packers A two-seed two Packers <laughs> against the seven-seed Cardinals, who are now 6-3. and three. That would be an interesting matchup. First, you had the old bull. Now you got the young cat. <laughs> she grabs me by my wiener. Shut the uh, three seed is the Seattle Seahawks. Seven and three would host the Rams. Six and three. That game is still going on, I believe. Rams are yep. winning 24-17 at this point. Yep. So I have a feeling that these teams would switch if that result stands. And you would have the Buccaneers at the six seed. So let's just for shits and giggles sake say we have seahawks hosting the buccaneers and then the terrible four seed currently sits in philadelphia at three six and one but the eagles will lose that lead regardless of the outcome when dallas and football team play on thursday so thank god for that tie huh no bucking i wish it was lost the Eagles, that will either be Washington or the Cowboys. And I'm honestly thinking that Dallas is going to win enough games to take this division. Props to them. And they would be hosting the Rams. So, good luck. 
The NFC would have the Seahawks and Bucks would be a good game. Packers and Cardinals would be a good game. The Cowboys and the Rams is not something I want to watch. Still in the hunt, though, would be the Bears at 5-5, five and five, Vikings 4-6, and six, Lions 4-6, and six, 49ers 4-6. And, and just as a disclaimer, these teams are still eligible for the playoffs because they're in the NFC East. All those teams. Giants. Football team. Cowboys. Sheagles. Oh boy, Getting oh down boy. to the nitty-gritty. Six weeks to go before the playoffs, and I couldn't be happier to see the season end. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck wait, 2020, man. Wait so long for it to come back around, and now we're just like, hurry up and be done with it. Kind of yep. like everything this year. Next week, we'll be doing our first mock draft. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll do when... When our team, if our team gets officially eliminated from the playoffs that following week, you gotta you gotta submit a mock draft of who you want your team to take in the first round, based on I don't know where their pick would be as of that point. Okay, deal. That is the playoff picture. Hold picture. on, I'm looking up Lenore picture. Ryan's roster. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's have some fun, huh? Austin Cagle. That's the quarterback's <laughs> name. His name is Austin Cagle. Elijah's going to do his Cagles, and we're going to get to some stats and duds. Studs and duds, studs and duds. It's all time for studs and duds. Studs and duds for week 11. We're going to go with the studies. Then we're going to go with the duddies. Who wants to start first this week? Because I don't. I'll go with uh, Travis Kelsey. Plays tight end for these Chiefs team. I guess they won the Super Bowl last year. Uh, he had eight receptions, 127 yards, and a touchdown in their Sunday night victory over the Raiders. Pretty good game. Tough to stop that guy. Right. My first stud is the tandem of Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen because Herbie Keens. Uh, it's Keenan Austin. Oh, Keenan Austin, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Keenan Austin. I said control desk. I, yeah. I said <laughs> Matt said something at work about that and I was like, oh, it's actually Keenan Austin and he just like sat there and like thought about it for a minute. And he's like, You fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the bald and the beautiful. Hey, uh, shout out to the bald and the beautiful, Mr. Matt Davis. Thank you for listening. But yeah, my first dud is the tandem of Herbert and Keenan because holy shit. They had what, like 12 catches? Well, Keenan had 12 catches for over 100 yards in the first half. Yeah, I know it's the Jets, but those two are electric and I like it. It's good to see the young guy finding a uh, receiver he can depend on very often. 16 receptions in that game. Whose fantasy team is he on? Mine! I can... Frank Sonia. <laughs> the fuck? All right. Elijah, did you stud me yet? Because I'm not yet feeling to tickled. Stud you. I will stud you now. Uh, it was Deshaun Watson. Uh, he threw it around on the Patriots secondary, and I've been told that they're very good. Uh, they just don't play like it. So, put up a bunch of points, threw a bunch of touchdowns, had an overall good day against a uh, elite secondary that doesn't actually stop anyone. 
My team sucks at defense, too. I, too, have an uncle. And my second uh. stud <laughs> was Tyreek Hill, also from those Kansas City chefs. Uh, 11 catches, 102 yards, and a touchdown. I wonder who's throwing them the ball. Well, Steve, that would be my second stud, Patrick Mahomes. Because not only... I'm not even going to tell you his stats because it doesn't matter. What matters is Oakland delivers a dagger of a touchdown. Fuck. The Las Vegas Raiders deliver a dagger of a touchdown to put them up with under a minute and a half to go. And Andy Reid goes, you left about 90 seconds too much on the clock. Am I right? Patrick Mahomes walks down the field. That drive was so magnificent. So perfect. And just the touchdown where they caused so much confusion that Travis Kelsey's like, I'm over here. Wide over open. Here. <laughs> See you at the theater. <laughs> there was a party over there. Um, my stud is on a losing team because sometimes that happens and you try your best and it just doesn't work out for you. Uh, my stud is Dalvin Cook. He keeps trying his best and his team keeps uh, letting him down. So I think keep on it, Dalvin. You'll get there, bud. I'm pretty sure he's going to set a JPP record for weeks spent on the stud list, man. I think he's only not been on it one week plus the week he was out. I was actually giving you guys dealing because I didn't want to be a super homer, but then nobody picked him. So shout out to Adam Thielen for having a phenomenal game, too. Hey, and honorable mention to Kirk Cousins. If not for that final drive where he had to throw the ball three times because the team is stupid, he had a perfect passer rating in that game. So, good job. And I would also like to give an honorable mention to nobody because the Eagles suck. Um, I was so, like, I went into that game with the mindset, the Eagles are going to lose this game. I know it. I have accepted it. And yet, the abomination of football that I watched on my television for three hours still managed to ruin my day. Like, I could not watch football the rest of the night. I did not watch any other games that day. I was so turned off from football, and it's not even that they lost. It's how bad they are. The stupid... Mis- I feel like I'm watching a bad Division three college team. I feel like Elijah went out there and was the quarterback of Lenore Ryan against Alabama. But the, the school made a lot of money. <laughs> I did, however, watch the Monday night game, and it was great. Tate I mean, Beavers the Sunday night name game. is Beaverito. Elijah's distracted, so let's get to some duds. Why tune into the Joint Practices podcast? My first dud is the Falcons' offensive line because they are so gosh darn bad. That is, they should have walloped the Saints with Taysom Hill. But they gave up five sacks, constant pressure. They couldn't block anything. They were so bad. And they are so much a dud. Couldn't block a fart with a hardwood door. Got him. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Couldn't Um, block a fart with a jet engine. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of honorable mentions with the Vikings... Uh, their late game offense is my first dud. Again, you're in a great position. 
You got the ball just over four minutes to go. All you have to do is get like three first downs. And you pretty much ice the game away. Force Dallas to use their timeouts. And all right, let's, you know, see if Dalton can work, you know, the field 90 yards and however many, 30 seconds. But instead, you go three and out, punt the ball away. I turned the game off, went back to work, and was like, yep, they're going to lose. I knew it. Figure it out, boys. Figure it Get out. Get your head out, you asshole. Figure it out. You whole asshole. My first dud, because I listened to it all week, and it got me really mad, and then I still am, uh, is Boston Sports Talk Radio. Listening to the sports talk people talk about the Patriots is just a different world, because they are all such homers, and maybe they're paid by the Patriots. And, and they're fine. so naive. They're so dumb. Jermaine Wiggins. Wiggy. Um... <laughs> he was talking about how the Patriots obviously were going to beat the Texans like it had already happened. Literally, he was talking like it had already happened. He was like, all right, so Patriots beat the Texans, obviously, and then they just need to go 5-1, and one, and they're 11-5, and five, and they're in the playoffs, you idiots. And he was being really condescending about it. And I was listening to him, and I think that perhaps uh, being an average tight end in the NFL doesn't mean that you're that much smarter at uh, sports uh, hot takes, because that didn't happen. Uh we are who we thought we were, and uh, no one's gonna let us off the hook. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, all right, I'll tough go into break. my dud because I'm mad again. Okay, my second dud is uh, college football coaches and players, uh, specifically Dabo Sweeney uh, and Trevor Lawrence. So, Clemson has COVID. Not all of them, some of them, and the FSU game in Clemson got. Uh, Postponed, maybe canceled. And it came out that uh, they had at least one player with COVID that was traveling with the team. He showed the symptoms at the beginning yeah. of the week. Uh, didn't get tested at first. Got tested. Came back positive. He'd been traveling with the team all week. And FSU said, fuck it. We're not going to play. And Clemson lost their goddamn minds. They were like, I don't know, baby boomers when they forget their password. They're just screaming at the world and they can't figure <laughs> it out. And they're, they're calling their kids, and they're like, well, why doesn't Apple just tell me my password? Well, Mom, because then anyone could get into your account. <laughs> Fucking plot twist. All right, so back to Clemson. Um, what Davos Sweeney said really to me laid out why uh, I think any college football player should be able to take any amount of money for their name or likeness or whatever they want because Dabo Sweeney's ranting on about how FSU is just a bunch of chickens that don't want to play and it's not about COVID it's about you know they don't want to actually want to play us and there's $300,000 down the drain why does that matter you 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 talk about how uh, football is is uh, or all collegiate sports is for the benefit of the athlete they get an education they get to build camaraderie and play a sport it's fantastic and then they think about it on their deathbed their life's better because of it who cares but if you're just going to start throwing numbers around then it is a business then maybe people should be compensated and then uh trevor lawrence uh gets on his twitter or instagram or i don't know tweet face whatever bill belichick said that one time and uh space someone was <laughs> like yeah trevor it's so bad uh sucks that there's a pandemic and you can't play and he's like yeah if only it was about the pandemic Ugh. all right trevor maybe cut your hair i don't know like it, it's not that cool 
he's a baby. He looks like a uh, little baby. Yeah. And if he's if he's accusing uh, other collegiate athletes or administrations of being scared of playing Clemson, who cares? We know Clemson's going to beat FSU. We know it. But that doesn't mean they're scared and they don't want to go play because you're walking around like a fucking Petri dish with people that have tested positive with your team. That's how I Bro, feel. Bro, uh, I... This is just me. No analysis, no reason. But I just feel like Trevor Lawrence is going to come to the league and just bust. I don't know why, but I just I have a feeling he is not going to last in the league. Well, he's not going to last in the league because he's going to get drafted by the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Anyway, have you given? Yeah, okay. My second dud was uh, the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jake Luton, killed it. 16 for 37, 151 yards, four interceptions. I would say that's Nathan Peter in territory, but he threw for 85 too many yards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he completed some passes. Uh, my last dud is Howie fucking Roseman. You want to know why? Because this, this mess we're in, this is your fault. This is your fault. There's a report out there that says Howie Roseman tells the coaches who is active on game day. If that's true, that's a fucking problem. You game plan all week thinking you might, you know, you're going to have this guy, this weapon, whatever, and then you get to game day and they're like, no, you have to play Alshon. No, Jason Peters is your left tackle. Let the guy fucking coach. Let him decide who's up and down. Howie Roseman needs to get his ego out of his lawn chair, put the pink flamingos away, and shut the fuck up. He assembled this roster. He brought back all these old fuckers. He inflated their contracts. He moved their guaranteed money down the line so you can't cut them. This is Howie Roseman's problem. You, We can... Come on here. We can talk about the coaching and everything that's wrong with the team all we want, but it all comes down to this is Howie Roseman's fault. I got my fingers wagging. I am talking like a madman. Fuck Howie Roseman. The dud. The biggest dud of this week, of this 2020 season. Fire him. Hire a triple team GM of the JPP motherfuckers. The three of us are going to go run the Eagles. Let's go. Okay. I'll take a third of GM money to go run the Eagles. That's fine. We're each going to get paid 50 grand a year each. Would you do it? No. 50? No. Each. Double I, it. All right, done. So first, Sign. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'd no, do it for 100000 Yeah. <laughs> I'm not moving to Philadelphia for $50,000 a year. Philadelphia, come on. Yeah, but we can lead them to a Super Bowl and then get like a really big GM deal with the Jets. Is it a one-year deal? Is that what we're talking about? I don't know. It's, it's we'll a prove-it deal, yeah. It's a one-year deal? Yep. I don't even like cheesesteaks that much. As a you know, we can all go I, room with I don't like general. red meat at all, but <laughs> I know, we what talked I really want to do... Week. I listened to it. I feel really bad. Uh, I wish I could call plays for the Eagles for maybe just a quarter. Just give me one quarter. Watch what happens. Flea It'll flicker. be amazing. We'll get first get downs. <laughs> the Eagles ran the Philly special four times in a row. And then lost the game 37 to nothing. What's the play that they ran in Little Giants? 
the annexation of Puerto Rico. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Boom. Two points for the sugar man. All right, let's get to the pu 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 please at the week. Having a good time. Pu pu please at the week. Never a bird. Plays of the week for week 11 are here. Get used to it. All right. Who wants to start? Elijah, I would like you to start because you have really nice cheekbones. That's not true. They are very average. Uh, They're not strong at all. So uh, I chose CD Lamb for the touchdown catch he made where he jumped around and kind of did like a... uh, Matrix? (laughs) Triple axle, sow cow type move. And caught it, and it was really cool to watch. Yeah, that was a hell of an adjustment. It really was. He went up over the back of himself, and like it, just looking at it, it made my lower back hurt. <laughs> hey, my lower back Sean hurts. Can that. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, all aboard the Blankenship. How about Rodrigo Blankenship kicking his fourth field goal of the game? A 39-yarder in overtime to defeat the Green Bay Packers. Also, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers may have just tied the game. Also, um, somebody tweeted out a picture of, it's like a split screen. It, one side is Blankenship, the other side is DK Metcalf with his shirt off, like ripped. And it's like, we live in a world where both these guys are professional athletes in the same sport. Basically, Rodrigo Blankenship is Mike Martineau if he was athletic. (laughs) Watched him dump the same order twice in three minutes. Surprised. My play of the week comes from the Monday night game that isn't over yet, and it was the first Mike Evans touchdown of the game that was a grown ass man touchdown <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wait until you see this chris godwin touchdown it's the first time i've ever seen them use the camera that's in the top of the pylon and it looks like a video game <laughs> oh. you just see the ball and then you see half of godwin's face just creep into the picture <laughs> jesus oh, ow 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 my back hurts, guys, but that's okay, because we have made it through another episode of the Joint Practices Podcast, Podcast, Podcast. Yes, that's right, the podcast for fans, by fans, as fans like me. And I just would like to say, continue to use your voice. We did a great thing in the presidential election by voting out a piece of shit and putting in a less piece of shit. Super so, old um, piece of shit. <laughs> Love your friends and your family and strangers and just be kind and nice to everyone. And let's not pretend like racism is over now that Trump is going to be removed from office. We still need to talk about it and we still need to do the right thing. So be cool and all that. And you as well could be on our podcast if you wanted because we do episodes with fans like you, like me. We just talk about your team. Doesn't matter what team you are a fan of. Come on our episode. It's called Seven on Sevens. It's fun. Email us, jointpracticespod at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at jointpracticespod. Again, jointpracticespod at gmail.com or jointpracticespod on Instagram. 
just hit us up and we'll get you on. We literally will make an episode with you. Yeah, wherever you're listening, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Blueberry, any of those platforms, make sure you subscribe. My son has been watching YouTube videos, and there are these two little girls that make videos with their parents, and he literally knows the cadence at the beginning of every video. Before we get started, hit the subscribe button, turn on notifications, give it a big thumbs up. So that's what I'm going to start saying now. <laughs> no, literally, subscribe, uh, rate and review, you know, five stars, nice little review, anything. Man, Sean makes some fantastic cranberry sauce. I don't care. That five-star review, that's all we need. Do you not? Hey, we got a new logo up there. Yeah, the new logo is beautiful. I love it. Tell looks us like how a, you feel about the like new logo, guys. Dr. Frankenstein's monster. We haven't had a new rating in a year. I'd like to get a rating. Anybody. I the first probably, person I should to put a rating it, on huh? there. That's <laughs> not Elijah. No, all right. Somebody leave us a review on iTunes. Literally. Leave us a review, and I will send you a prize. I'll figure out uh, my mom's Apple password and have her do it. <laughs> <laughs> I will send whoever makes the first comment this chunk of tar that my five-year-old <laughs> gave me <laughs> as a present this is a chunk of tar that was given to me as a present and i will give it to you to put on your mantle listen when a child gives you something you just say thank you and give them praise because it's all they have true or you can tweet us at joint practice at sean jpp at knock says at wrong Elijah. send us a tweet with a hashtag losing is cool and let us know you're listening because we'd love to hear from you hashtag losing is cool and I'm hashtag through being cool. Old lady. And hashtag I'm ice cold. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Fly eagles fly, baby. Right to the draft. Hashtag don't do your job. <laughs> <laughs>